0: Everybody, welcome to Cluster Fudge. It's Cluster Fudge, everybody.
1: It? A new episode.
0: Hey, everybody! It's Cluster Fudge. All right. Well, I just want to talk about the Orville, then.
1: Oh, let's talk about the Orville. Yes. Have you been following the Orville? I am. I've, I'm all caught up. I believe. Well, let's see. The last one I saw was with the Rob Lowe episode.
0: Yeah, because then the next one is the Alara. Is like Alara doubts herself, which is uh, episode two again. Um, so all right. so what we have is uh, so folks may know that this season Star Trek Discovery premiered and also on Fox they did the Orville which was kind of but not really supposed to be a comedy slash possible parody of a Star Trek show Um, I'm not even sure they know what it is yet because they like I personally don't think they found the balance between comedy and good sci-fi yet because sometimes the comedy doesn't land, and when they get serious, I don't think the sci-fi writing's that great most of the time. There are a couple of exceptions. There are some episodes that are like, this is decent, but for the most part, I've been kind of disappointed by the Orville so far.
1: Oh, wow. No, I've actually been interested, I've, I've been loving the Orville. Uh, I've been loving, I've actually been loving their, their take on the sci-fi genre, and uh, the comedies. The comedy is like kind of second or third rate, like it's still kind of tongue in cheek, winky winky. But the fact that they're building a lot of the stuff around plot points that would see in a real Next Generation Star Trek episode, I was really impressed with. And they're they're delving into stuff that's current, current event stuff that you wouldn't see in the original. Uh, next generation because they weren't issues back then. So now we're covering current social issues in a Star Trek-like TV show, which I was not expecting from Seth MacFarlane. Uh, we've covered the issues of transgender. We've covered the issues of uh, the court of public co- court of public opinion. Uh, what were you saying? I uh, the
0: transgender issues. I think they were covered poorly. I think the writing in that was subpar. I felt like, if anything, I felt like, well, there are humans telling this alien race what they should do. You know, it's like, but, but at the same time, it's like, well, why aren't there women on your planet? And if one comes up every 85 years, I mean, so, but you're not men then. You, you're this, you're, you're, I don't know, you're a different gender. Like, are you men? Because if you're saying you're men and there were women, what happened to the women? Or if it's always been this way, then would you identify yourselves as men, as male, I mean, wouldn't you be like a unisex species that had no gender, but that you leaned towards male? It was just like the again. I don't think. I think they're trying to cover some big issues, mm-hmm. but the writing doesn't meet the the writing doesn't meet up to the challenge.
1: Like that episode, especially. There are plot holes in that, um, in that description of of those. That culture is what you're saying, because yeah there were there were moments yeah in the s- I mean
0: they made it seem like this culture was anti woman and it's like no, the culture is unisex, right, I mean you know, and it's like you're i mean if anything, it seemed to me like the message was why like it was humans forcing
1: their opinion on these on this species, yes, and that was that was definitely an issue that I noticed in watching it, I was like, this is first of all i mean, like. If this were Star Trek, this would be the prime directive. And I think they are...
0: Yeah, it would be. It'd be like... And they don't even mention that. They don't even make a joke about it. Like, I wish there was some kind of directive that we could follow. I mean, they're like... You know, you're going to be a parody of Trek. Be a parody of Trek,
1: you know? Like, make fun of Trek things. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, there's still... but, But regardless of it being Star Trek or not, it's still making the social commentary on... You know, transgender, transgender surgery, doing it upon a baby. And like, yeah, I was like surprised at Seth MacFarlane's character, the captain, being like so aghast. I was like, no, I'm not going to allow you to do this, yeah. Like, but it's their culture. But he was like imposing his culture on it. And then like every member of the crew were imposing their culture on him. And I noticed that. But then he comes to the decision on his own. Oof, oof. The way he comes to that decision
0: though. I mean again, th- that's just mm. bad writing. That's just bad writing. You thought so? Yeah, I thought so. Okay. I think I think it would have been now I'm playing uh, Monday Morning Quarterback. I'm, I'm like putting on my comedy writer hat here. But yes, I think on. it should have been where they tried to show him serious, dramatic movies and he doesn't get the point of these movies. Oh, then okay. those two fall asleep. They've given up and he happens to come across Rudolph and he gets mm. the message, not from serious drama that's trying to right. send the real message, but some kid claymation movie that wasn't even about that. I think that would have been a funnier joke so in that instance i think that the joke was bad and that the writing wasn't good where he Mm -hmm. just takes a lesson because they start with rudolph and he's like oh yeah that that makes him seem stupid to me that's like well you're an idiot if you Mm -hmm. if we change your mind on a hat because of that you're stupid and the joke's not (laughs) funny
1: so yeah well, I still I still thought it was a, a moving episode. I was shocked when they finally went ahead and and did the surgery because like yeah, that was they made this com- they made this compelling argument to just let someone be natural how they were born and they're like, "No, we're going to po- impose this transgender surgery on this newborn." Yeah. And it's like, "Whoa." And like that's something that is now lived with. They have a boy. Um, I thought that was, was, like you said, it was a ballsy move on their part. Now, to your point as well, one big plot hole that they didn't address was at the beginning of the show, they were like, yeah, we're all males, and then a female's born to them. They're like, that's impossible. That's impossible. It can't be a female because we're all males. Meanwhile, it's like you married a female who was transgendered into a male, so this clearly isn't as rare as you're alluding it to be. Yeah. You're saying it's impossible for someone to be born female. You're looking at one right now who's an adult. And
0: I would go back again and say, well, what do you mean you're all males? Why are you all males? Like, what does that mean? You can't. I mean, if are you all one gender? Then mm-hmm. you're all one gender. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not male or female. Maybe you have more male ish traits, but then you should be like, you should be a mix of the two then. You shouldn't be like, you should just be like, uh, you like, a, I don't know, what's a, a, the asexual, asexual unisexual? But I don't know what the word I would mean, be.
1: obviously they have to be some degree asexual because someone's giving birth, right? It can't just be male genitalia if they're giving birth. Um, But in any case, they identify with being male for whatever reason. I mean, they're intergalactic species, so they've interacted with other. Species, and maybe they, they learned the difference. Or, I mean, clearly, there are women on that planet. Like, there's a woman who's that famous writer in their culture. Yeah. So they know what a woman is in their species. Yeah. So it does seem like they haven't quite figured out are we all male or we're all just, you know, a particular way.
0: It's like if you lay eggs, why aren't you the female? Yeah. You lay eggs. So you're neither.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So then like uh, I don't know. It, just, it seemed like the male thing was just made for like one joke in the pilot and right. then they went back to it to try to make a big thing. And I was like, "No, man, that was just for you one joke. Mm-hmm. Don't go back to it because it doesn't make sense." And 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 I want to go back to the pilot real quick. I think there was a promise. Okay. One of the problems I have with the show is I think there was a mm-hmm. promise made in the pilot that the show has subsequently forgotten. There are a couple of things with the way the series started. First of all, we have the pilot, and then the second and third episodes focus on secondary characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they focus on the security chief and then on on this dude specifically, instead of like just repeating what the pilot is. Okay. You know, just give tell us the pilot again. Like we got the pilot, do it again. Let us l- let us understand what this show is going to be, mm-hmm. and then focus on your leads. And then start showing us the rest of the crew. Mm-hmm. Or do that for everybody if that's what you're gonna do. But it was just weird. It's like by episode two, now we're here about the security chief and her issues. Right. It's like, I don't, I don't know who any of you are. Why do I care about this person? I don't. Mm-hmm. Don't do an episode that is so internal. Do more stuff where you're dealing with outside stuff, and we see how you deal with that. And then do the stuff where we're more on the ship, and it's a bottle episode or about one of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pilot made this promise that was like, well, this is your last chance. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're giving you a chance here because you've been screwing it up this last year, uh, and we're gonna put your ex-wife. She's your commander, so those are the things. Right. And it's like ha ha ha. I, my my job is working with my ex who cheated on me, and that's a whole mm-hmm. other thing. That his ex like had to cheat on him, and that was a That's like a Seth MacFarlane staple, but whatever. But then they like they get they get along fairly quickly, and he seems like a very competent captain. Like an extremely competent captain. He calls people dick a lot, but other than that, it's like, I don't get it. Everything seems fine. So, like, there's this pilot that, then don't say it, pilot, just... Give him the ship, or or make it like maybe someone's trying to sabotage him. Maybe they're setting him up to fail. Maybe he's not the captain. Maybe we follow him as another character. It's not the captain, so we get more comedy. I don't know, but it's like you made the promise in the pilot, and you didn't keep that promise. And then in the second and third episodes, you didn't even give us like the leads, the 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 who seem to be the leads of the show, and we start following other people that we don't know. So it's like this weird, and that might be because Fox like ran it out of production order. That could be legitimately what happened. But otherwise, you know. Um, Like, I like the pilot. I like the episode where the doctor and the robot man crash-landed on a planet. That was interesting. Because that that straight-up reminded me. Like, that's like a Data or a Tuvok episode. It's like, I don't understand human emotions, but I have to take care of these kids. I I dug that. Um, I liked when they were undercover on the Krill ship. Which is basically, they're like the Halo people. They're like the aliens in Halo that like the covenant. And it's like everything that's not us is sacrilegious and we have to wipe it out of the galaxy. And I thought that was interesting. And as dated as the Avis joke is, I dug it. I don't know why, but I did. I just liked that he kept hitting that Avis joke. And I like seeing them undercover being weird. That was funny, you know, but like, uh, but for the most part, other than that, the humor hasn't landed that much. Like the, there's the planet uh, where everything's decided by pure democracy and Lamar gets in trouble because he's grinding a statue in public when they're supposed to be undercover. And it's like, I feel like there are other ways you could have gotten him in trouble that make sense, but are still funny and it could even have been that but it's like and then he disregarded a commanding officer's order and it's like but then what 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 i mean uh you know then how does your ship function if people disobey orders so easily and recklessly when you were specifically told to be low key you know it's like At least you accidentally got caught. You were off guard. You didn't realize anyone was looking. He did it in public. Yeah, it's just things like that. It's like that's kind of that's bad writing,
1: right? Well, I think they're doing that to be like, look, don't take us too seriously. And then they kind of pull the rug out from under you, and then they give you a serious. Then don't message.
0: try to do serious stuff because they try to but do I, serious I like stuff that too. They, but
1: I like that they are tackling the serious stuff, though, because I enjoy that sci-fi aspect of the show. Like that sh- episode that you're referring to, like the actual concept was right up there with a, like a Sliders episode. It was a really great Absolutely. commentary on 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 our you know social media and and the court of public opinion. Um. But they are still making no bones about, like, we do stupid stuff in this show. And here's some stupid stuff we're going to throw in the show. So, I mean, I, I do agree with you, your point. I think you're not wrong. But for whatever reason, they're still walking that line of this is absurd. And here's social commentary. And then sometimes, like,
0: the will just call someone a dick. Right. And it's like, and or they'll make like of pop culture mm-hmm. jokes. And it's like, you, there are so many stupid things about Trek, man, that even people that love Trek will acknowledge this is kind of mm-hmm. stupid. Why don't you make fun of a counselor-type character like Troy? Make fun of a named or a Troy, you know? Make fun of the things that are easy to make fun mm-hmm. of in Trek. Because that's kind of what I think you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Do that, too. You have jokes. You don't have to, you know, or if you're going to do things, at least try to be a little more consistent with the idea that this is a competent ship of competent mm-hmm. people. Or double down on this being like the right. ship of dumbasses. Which would be fine. If this was like a down periscope Mm -hmm. situation, I would be happy with that. Someone wants this Mercer to fail. Maybe the guy who slept with his wife is like an admiral. I want you to fail. I'm going to put you on the worst ship. I'm going to set you up for failure. But somehow he brings the best Mm -hmm. out of his dumbass crew Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they save the day. You know, do that. Uh, Or do it like the office where there's a camera crew Mm -hmm. on the ship and you have that. So you have these silly things that people do yeah. when they don't realize someone's watching. But otherwise, they're competent people. Yeah, I think
1: they... they, But... Yeah, I mean, like, I know we're analyzing the show, but I think you're you're overanalyzing a show that is not meant to be analyzed. Like, I don't think they want you to analyze the show. They want you to just have fun with it. Yeah, I'm not giving it a pass, though. They don't get a pass. All right, fine. But I think that they're trying to surprise you with the social commentary
0: they hold on too much to pop culture references which don't make sense and like throw in one or two every once in a while but they do it too much it's a crutch and when they're trying to be serious they're trying to be serious they don't do it that well except for the occasional time when they are and it's more the actors
1: well with the pop culture references i mean like you kind of what you're getting into with seth, seth mcfarlane like, that he's always going to use that as a crutch.
0: I mean, but then do a 30-minute animated show, dude.
1: Well, he's he's done that. Do
0: it as a 30-minute animated show that maybe the show... I also think the show might might benefit from being 30 minutes instead of an hour.
1: It's kept my attention. To me, it feels like a half-hour show. It doesn't it doesn't drag to me.
0: You know, I, I you know, like I say, I like the pilot because when they went to the planet and they found the time advancer machine and they just went on that riff about the banana, I was like, okay, that's funny that's funny as they're talking about the thing they're making fun of it great uh you know but and then there's a sexual harassment from that blob to the doctor and he's like i'm not gonna leave this uh, medical bay until you go out on a date with me and it's like then you're getting ridden up by hr immediately bro and the writers of that show should know better especially if it's a show based in the future that's fine but you know They can do that. They can do that, but they can also write better jokes. So that's where I'm at. I'm like, uh, I know it's been renewed, so they may keep doing what they're doing. I hope that they tighten it up with two and get a better idea of what they want to do and do it well. I really do. Because, you know, McFarlane, if you want to do like a dramedy, then do a dramedy. But I don't think you want to do a dramedy. And if you're not doing a dramedy, I mean, you know, you got to, I don't know. The joke's just got to be better, man. You got a lot. You got a lot to pull from, a lot of resources to pull from as far as sci-fi shows. Man, do it. Make fun of that stuff. Make fun of the shushing doors. Make fun of the sounds. Make fun of the ships. You know. Uh, That being said, it is a beautiful ship. It's like whoever designed that show. The uniforms are nice. They're bright colors. You know, I I like this idea of this union. It's a beautiful ship, uh, with the quantum drive. You know, I, I like the, uh, I, I, I tend to enjoy, I like the cast. You know, Alara hasn't like won me over yet. I like Brutus, is it? What's his name? The big dude, the the male only guy. I like him. Uh, I want to like the helmsman more. I want to like those two guys more. You know, I like the robot dude. Um... You know, I think Seth McFarlane is likable. I mean, he has some great one-liners in there, too. Uh, you know, he's come. Yeah, she's great. I, I, and I do kind of wish that they didn't set it up where she cheated on him. Like, I wish that that wasn't the setup because now she's this bad woman and he just likes. Oh, man, he just he just got hurt by a woman at some point in his past.
1: Well, they just they just kind of undid that, didn't they? They they they've kind of implied now that it was, you know, pheromones affecting her judgment.
0: They said, maybe it was, but I mean, yeah, even if they undid it, it's like, still, it's like, uh, you didn't have to start that way, dude. That was kind of like a crappy way to start your show. Um, you know, it's, it's funny, but it's like, it's like, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. So we'll see what they do with the show. Uh, You know, we'll see what they do. We'll see the cameos that they do. Um, They had that Beryllian Sphere, basically, episode. That was a decent episode where they went to the... That was a decent episode. They went to that uh, planet or that that space station that they didn't realize they were in the space station. So that was kind of interesting. And that was another prime directive episode.
1: They're on a collision course for a star.
0: Um, And they had a great actor as the leader of the religious zealots. And then he called him a dick again, which seems to be his go-to. Um, you know, but that was pretty cool. We don't mean you any harm, except for your father. <laughs> and it's been a pleasure chatting
1: with you again, Mr.
0: Forbes, about stuff and things.
1: What, uh, what's, what's on the agenda for the next couple of months? You want to, you want to call out a, a series?
0: Uh, oh, for me, shows, I got some scripted stuff coming up. My uh, second city review, you know, after the six classes in the conservatory, you do like an eight week review, four weeks, excuse me, four weeks of previews, four weeks of shows. I also have a uh, that's happening in December and January. The previews are in December and the shows proper are in January and they are Monday nights, Monday nights at eight, nine or ten.
1: All right. Check it out if you're in the Chicago area.
0: Yeah. So, and then I also have a uh, a scripted musical sketch show happening in January, also at Second City, but it's an independent team. And right. then I may be doing another scripted show as well in January, a one shot. Now, let folks know about that as it uh, develops. I will also be performing with uh, in a show called uh, Trainwreck McDumpster Fire at the Playground Theater in December, and I am currently doing a run at the Annoyance Theater on Saturday nights at 7 o'clock between, for the next four weeks, so through mid-December, a show mm-hmm. called Mary uh, F. Kill. All right. And the F is not silent, but I'll be silent out of respect for our listening audience.
1: Sure. Uh, and that's what I'm doing right now, and I'm focusing on those things. And how about you? Uh, well, in, in, the Ep- in the Epcot Orlando area, you can see or hear my voice as Dr. Bunsen Honeydew with Beaker in the Muppet Mobile Lab, Tuesdays and Wednesdays from 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. All right. Good having you.